I'm Samantha Bove, and this is She's Too Much. This show is for the woman who's been told that she dreams too much, talks too much, cares too much, thinks too much, feels too much, needs too much. And I say it's about damn time that we are even more. Because that thing you think makes you too much is the exact thing the world needs more of. Where are my indecisive girlies at? Mm-hmm, I see you. I used to not be able to make a decision to save my life. And now I would say I am a decisive woman who really knows what she wants and how to ask for it. And for some context of how I used to be before I really learned what I'm about to dive into on this podcast, I was always the last one to tell the waitress what I wanted because I couldn't figure it out. And when I did order, finally, I had immediate and severe FOMO for what I didn't get. Every single morning I went to pick out my outfit, my room would end up in a tornado and I would pretty much end up in near tears because I had nothing to wear even though I had a full closet. Does this sound familiar? If it does, you're going to love the five root causes of indecision and exactly what you can do to move through the trap of getting stuck. So these small decisions like what to wear, what movie to watch, or whether to stay in or go out on a Friday night, those are not the only types of things that I used to struggle with. Of course, the big decisions like moving across the country, breaking up with my partner, starting a date again, launching a business, all of these would put me into such an anxiety spiral that I'd stay there for hours or days or weeks or honestly months. And I just knew that if I wanted to live a life where I ran a successful business, I actually launched the podcast, finished the book, prioritized traveling the world, I had to get really good at making decisions and also owning them fully without regret. And I really believe that cultivating decisiveness is one of the most important skills women can embody Because each decision that you make is an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself. And as a woman who knows who she is, who has opinions, knows what she likes and what she does not care for and also what she stands for, that's a powerful woman. And I can honestly say that while I have a spiral now and again, I've reached a place where I've stopped trying to make perfect decisions. I just pick the one that feels good for me. And instead of asking myself, do I want this or do I want want that, I just pick and I sit back and I get curious if I like the choice I made without judgment on it. And I really do trust at this point that every decision that I make will lead me to the lesson, the people and the experiences I need to develop into the woman I'm meant to be. And I want that level of faith for you. So I'm about to dive into the five root causes of indecision, why you end up there, and how to get unstuck. And to give you a little taste of what's coming, number one root cause of indecision is fear. Number two is I want it all. Number three is concern for others. Number four is they can do it better. And five is I actually don't know what I want. 
I personally relate with number two the most. So I'm really curious. Reach out to me. Share which one resonates with you the most. And also don't skip out before number five because that's when I'm going to share my story about Diplo's Grammy after party. Okay, so the number one root cause of indecision is fear. You fear you're going to be judged by others or you really worry that you're going to make the wrong choice and there's going to be negative, terrible consequences to the choice that you end up making. So let's start with the fear of being judged by others. If you fear that you're going to be perceived negatively by other people like, oh, who is she to quit her job or to wear that or to post that or to start the business? Or who is she to think she could be an influencer or move across the country or travel there or do that? When you fear being judged, it's a self-protection mechanism. That's it. Judgment hurts, so we want to avoid it. I really don't think you need to go down a rabbit hole of why you are worried about what people think about you. You have been conditioned to worry about what people think about you because it hurts and these people are mean. What I'm really interested in sharing is how do we get over that so we aren't stuck in indecision? Here's how I did. I accepted that no matter what decision I make, someone is going to judge me for being too big or for staying too small. Because here's one truth that I really have learned as I've made some pretty bold decisions in my life. When we make decisions that are in alignment with our most authentic versions of ourselves, it's going to impact the people around us in one of two ways. For some people, our light will illuminate all of the ways that they are not living in their authentic expression, and it will cause some of these people to rise, and it may even give them the inspiration and the permission that they've been waiting for to go make a decision in their own life that aligns with their truth. Now, there's another group of people that we really like to pretend is actually a way bigger group of people than it really is because those are the people that typically make the most noise. So these are the people that are going to see you standing in your truth. They're going to see you having made a big, bold decision, and they're going to shame you so they don't have to face themselves and take action in their own lives because they feel like they can't or they feel like they're not allowed to. What we do to those people is we send them compassion and we show them and we pray for them and we hope that by us living in our truth and making decisions that are in alignment with us, that one day they will feel inspired rather than triggered by the decisions that we make. Five years ago, I absolutely would have triggered the hell out of someone like me a woman who seems genuinely really happy all the times with her decisions, confident, runs her own business, is so happy to be single, has great girlfriends, travels a lot, I would trigger myself so much because I wasn't ready to meet the version of who I am today. And that's okay. Everyone's on their own timeline. But I am so grateful that I did have friends and I did listen to podcasts of people who were choosing themselves they were decisive and clear in the lives that they wanted to build build for themselves and they made choices that aligned with their dreams and with their desires. Those people inspired me. They held my hands. They encouraged me. They showed me what a life could look like when I own and make decisions for me. So all you can do is focus on making decisions 
from your own heart and find peace in the fact that you will without a doubt inspire someone to make a choice in their life that they've been wanting to and also accept that you will trigger people who aren't ready to act yet. In both circumstances, you're honestly doing people a favor because you're getting someone a little bit closer to the awareness that they need to possibly live more in their truth. Sometimes when I'm really scared to make a big decision or I feel like I'm being stuck in indecision, I say, okay, if I make this decision and own it, it may give another woman the strength to do the same. So another reason that you let fear keep you stuck in indecision is that you fear you're going to make the wrong choice. And if you live in this mindset, then I'm also going to assume that you judge yourself pretty harshly when you make a decision and it doesn't work out perfectly. If you made a choice that has negative consequences, I imagine that you're trash talking yourself for not knowing or doing better and you're labeling all of those experiences in your past as dumb or stupid decisions and now you're living in fear that you're going to repeat that. So the way that I've been able to overcome this is I rewrote my story and you're allowed to rewrite your story to position it as a story where you came out on top at any moment. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, no, sometimes I just made a really bad decision and I regret it and it turned out terribly. Mm, I know that even the worst decisions that you ever made had a purpose in your life. I know that they had a silver lining. You know how I know that? Because you are here on this planet. You are breathing. You can hear. You have some type of iPhone or computer and just enough free time to listen to something that will benefit you. You love yourself just enough to want to learn how to grow. And from those facts alone, you are one of the luckiest people on the planet. And every bad decision that you've ever made has led you to this moment right here of being alive and well enough to listen to my words. There are many people who are not as lucky as you. So look around at your life, look at your body and the way it's working for you so hard to stay alive. Look at all of the people who love you that you love in your life and know that all of that that you have right now is a result of every single shitty decision that you've ever made. Every single bad decision has led you to this moment. And if you love even a sliver of the life that you have right now, then every decision that you ever made was actually the best decision you could have ever made. So I want you to just lose the idea that there are bad decisions or good decisions because, babe, there is not. There are just choices that we make and the results of those choices make us who we are. They give us the wisdom we need and the lessons we may not have wanted, but were essential for us to grow. And if we keep our hearts honest, and make decisions from a place of love rather than fear of what we'll think or what other people will think, we will always be led to exactly where we need to go. This is how you move through life with faith. So the second root cause of indecision. This is my favorite. This is the one that I get stuck in a lot. I want it all. So you actually don't want to pick one thing over the other. You actually want it all. You want to pick a little bit of everything. You don't want just one thing. You want multiple. 
So this mindset of not being able or allowed to have multiple of the things that you want is so deeply ingrained in us since childhood. We are so programmed to believe that we can't have all of the things that we love, so we don't even try. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have the best of both worlds. Oh my God, I was told this hundreds of times growing up. And this limited mindset shows up in all of the small, tiny little ways and also the really big ways. So for example, I was out at a restaurant recently and I wanted the chimichurri sauce that comes on the halibut, but I really wanted it on my steak because I didn't like the sauce that the steak came with. And so I stopped my waiter and I said, excuse me, could you ask the chef if he could do a side of the chimichurri sauce from the fish, but I want it with my steak. I'd really appreciate it. Someone at the table looked at me and said, wow, I would have never thought to ask for that. Huh. You would have never thought to ask for what you really wanted. That's programming. That's conditioning. Conditioning someone so deeply to believe that what they want isn't even a possibility. So why would you even ask for it? Another example, I really wanted to share a space with my partner and get an apartment together, but... I also really valued my time alone and I knew that I was craving a private space. And so I said, hey, I want to move in, but I need a two bedroom and I need my own office space that's private to me. It's my Zen space. I got it. I had my cake and I ate it too. Most recently, I said, I want an apartment in New York, but I want to pay less rent than I was paying in California. I got it. This is a practice of pushing ourselves outside of what we've been conditioned to think is a possibility for us. You're allowed to want multiple things. It is literally our natural feminine part that exists inside of every single one of us that says, I want more. It's that child that says one more time. And yeah, you may not get every single thing you want all at once in the exact package you want it. Of course, life isn't perfect and that's okay. Sometimes that's actually best to not get it all right now. But sometimes all you need to do to get out of indecision is to say, hey, is there a third option here? Maybe I don't need to choose between the fish and the steak. Could I somehow get everything I wanted or at least a little bit of it all? I think you can. The third root cause of indecision that's keeping you stuck is your concern for others. You worry that your decisions are going to impact someone else negatively or hurt someone else in some way, even if that means following your joy and your truth. So what if I pick this restaurant and she doesn't like it? What if I book this trip and my partner gets lonely? What if I move and my friends and my family miss me? So how do we accept this and still move forward and make decisions that we want? So in the wise words of Glennon Doyle, my ultimate inspo, Every time you're given a choice between disappointing someone else and disappointing yourself, your duty is to disappoint that someone else. Your job throughout your entire life is to disappoint as many people as it possibly is to disappoint as many people as it takes to avoid disappointing yourself. How many of us actually live like this? And I know that this is the truth because when I started really living a life that was true to me, I started to disappoint more people than I ever have before. When I started to move from city to city, 
building friendships and then leaving them behind was really one of the hardest things I had to do. And of course, it wasn't my intention to hurt anyone, but I had to accept that every decision I make, it's going to impact someone sometimes negatively, even if it's positive for me. But the decision that I've learned that will always, without a doubt, hurt someone the most is seeing you live a half-lived life. I know you've probably had friends that you've seen stay in relationships or jobs that dimmed their light or just that they absolutely hated because they lived in indecision and fear of hurting someone else or being judged. And then you had to watch that friend live as a half-alive version of themselves. What benefit is that actually doing to the people around you to live in indecision, to live out of alignment with what it is that you really are longing for? If my best friend told me that she had to move across the world because that's where she felt her best life was, yeah, it would devastate me, but I would personally rather see her three times a year in her most authentic expression than every week as a half-alive version of her. When you live in indecision out of fear of hurting others, know that you are doing them way more of a disservice because you aren't living in your truth and that will always end up causing them more pain. So when my dad was still living in New Jersey in a nursing home, I decided that I wanted to move to California. He had been sick for years at this point. My sister and I were his primary caregivers and my plan was to move him after I got settled. And that's what he wanted. This was a massive decision. And even though I traveled back all the time, I still felt bad about it. I felt guilty about it. And I even look back at this as one of the biggest regrets that I've ever had. And I've worked a lot with my therapist to move through this. But when I think about, oh, should I not have left? Should I have made a better decision at 22 years old and you know had all of those extra hours and all of those extra days with him before he passed? What I remember is what he said to me. I remember how he looked me in the eyes and said, the only thing that will hurt me more then you leaving is you staying and me knowing that you only stayed for me. What gives me life is seeing you live your life. Go build your life and take me with you. And that's what I did. And I know that what kept him alive for as many years as he was and beat all of the odds that the doctors were saying is seeing me and my sister happy. That gives the people life around you. That is what really brings them the most joy, not your physical proximity to them, not you having the relationship or the job that they deem the most responsible for you or the safest. It's you living in your truth and living in as much joy as you possibly can. So the fourth reason that we get stuck in indecision is that we think someone else can do it better. You think that someone else is more qualified, smarter. Maybe it's because they're more opinionated, they have the bigger personality, and they seem more confident or more knowledgeable, so you let them make the call. And instead of inserting your own opinion... You rely on them for where to eat, where to go on vacation, what movie to watch, where to move. So why do we outsource our power? 
Well, being the chill girl and embodying this relaxed, go with the flow archetype is something that we have really been taught to do, to not rock the boat, to not be confrontational. And what that results in is a whole bunch of women who not only don't get what they want, but often don't even know what they want. You may also be holding your opinions back and not making a choice because you've tried to speak up in the past, but your opinions haven't been taken seriously. Yeah, of course, we've all been there. And if you're a woman, there is a lot of reason and research for you to feel like your opinion actually doesn't really matter that much or that a man's opinion is way more valuable than yours so you don't even speak up. We've been conditioned to think that our voice is not as powerful as a man's or someone who is displaying more masculine qualities than us. When men speak, people listen. When women speak, people criticize. This is what I've seen play out in business, in life, and honestly in my own head until I began to heal my relationship with myself and with women. Men are taught to speak with more certainty. Therefore, they appear more confident Therefore, they are tasked with making more decisions because they seem more confident, even though they may not be more capable. And there are countless studies to also support this. There's a Harvard Business Review. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called The Power of Talk, Who Gets Hurt and Why. Women are less likely than men to boast about their what they're good at, and they believe that if they express what they're good at, they won't be liked. Studies show that women are more likely to downplay their certainty and men are more likely to minimize their doubts. This is some research that was conducted by Lori Hetherington and it's quoted in the in the article. So if you're in the situation right now where you think that someone else can do it better, remember that there's likely no basis for that fact other than perceived confidence. So how do we change this? How do we start using our voice own that we actually may be the best people to make the decisions. How we do this is we start giving ourselves the opportunity to make decisions before we're confident about them, okay? Because when you embody confidence, you're going to naturally get more opportunities to make decisions. And when you have more opportunities to make decisions, you're going to fail at more decisions learn from them, and then make better ones over time. And so if you embody the confidence that men have been taught to have since they were born and say, hey, my voice is worthy and my opinions are worth being explored. Yeah, I may not know exactly what I want. And I may not be 100% sure that this decision is best, but I deserve the opportunity to try it out, to find out, hmm, this was good for me, or maybe this wasn't the most supportive. Women need to give themselves more chances to fail and to recover. I can also point to dozens of studies that show that men are more likely to take risks than women. And I think it's because when women fail, society will encourage them to go find a safer, less risky alternative route. When men fail, society encourages men to try harder. So if you're not convinced that it's time to use your voice a little bit more and insert your opinions... You may find yourself in a position where you've taught people around you over years or maybe even decades that it's okay to make decisions for me. And please know 
that you are allowed to teach them something new at any time. If you have always said whatever you want for dinner, you are allowed to go home today and say, I want Thai food, even if you're not even sure if you want the Thai food. Try it out. See how it feels coming out of your mouth, eating the Thai food. See how much you can own that. Learn from the decisions and keep using your voice because the world really needs you to. Okay, number five, the fifth root cause of indecision is you don't actually know what you want. Do I want to go in or do I want to stay out? I don't know what I want to eat. If you really don't know what you want, it's a sign of two things. One, you need to learn the language of your body. Or two, you forget what it's like to have fun. So starting with the language of your body. So this may sound silly or entirely relatable, but the last time I felt an overwhelming sense of I really don't know what I want was a few months ago. I was living in LA and my best friend asked me to go out that night. I knew I felt really exhausted in my body, but my mind just like wanted fun, fun, fun social time. And so I said, okay, give me a little bit to figure it out. I walked into the bathroom and I looked in my eyes and she said to me very clearly, I'm tired. So I learned to listen to my body over my mind and my constant desire for more, 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 more. It's not always actually serving for my body, for my vessel, for my home. So I went to sleep at eight that night and the next morning she called me. Listen to what this bitch said. She said, well, we ended up going to Diplo's Grammy after party last night and I really wish you came out. Was the sleep worth it? <laughs> okay. So this stung, this is FOMO to the 100th degree, and I wish I could tell you a fantastic story about my night at Diplo's house, but the reality is, is that I was sleeping. I actually think I watched White Lotus, had ice cream, and went to sleep before 8 o'clock. But what's even cooler to me than going to Diplo's Grammy's after party is that I decided to honor my body and when I heard how awesome the night turned out, I didn't even feel bad because I was more impressed with the fact that I listened to my body over pushing myself like I have probably every other night up until that moment. The second reason you're probably struggling to connect with what you want, it's a sign that you're really living in your comfort zone and you forgot what fun and excitement feels like. So if you were fortunate enough to have parents who put you into different sports or classes when you were little, what they were doing was giving you the opportunity to see what fun was like, to see what fun meant to you, or was to see what you found fun, what you had a passion for. But as adults, we never give ourselves the opportunity to explore our fun and to explore our play and our passion. Right when we're done with school, it's like, okay, all your value now is placed on how much money you could have, how good you look, and whether or not you can have a, a long-term partnership. That's boring. If you don't know what you want or what you like, you need to be a better parent to yourself right now and start signing yourself up for some things to find out. Book a dance class, an art class, improv, tennis. I don't care what it is. Commit to something for a month that is not going to that you're not doing just to benefit your business or to get a six pack. Do it solely to see, huh, do I think this is fun? And a great place to start is to ask yourself, what brought me joy as a child? See if it still does. I'm going to take a guess that it probably will. Take this seriously. You have one life and you deserve to know what lights you up. 
So I want to leave you with the with one more reminder that life is made up of millions of little choices every day. And if you sit in indecision, you are literally putting your life on pause by embracing more of the things that bring you joy and owning your decisions, even when they don't work out. It's going to build self-love and self-trust. It's going to cultivate the muscle of decisiveness. And if you feel like you've been waiting for your intuition to speak up and guide you towards the right decision, whether it's what to eat tonight for dinner or where to move or whether or not to break up with your partner, know that intuition responds to action. And sometimes we need to make the decision first in order to learn the lessons we need to at that time to learn what we like, to learn what is best for us, to learn what we deserve. And I hope these five root causes and how to overcome them and get unstuck really helped you to take some action. If it did, you know I want to hear from you. Please share with me by leaving a review on how this podcast helped you, what it's inspiring inside of you. Leave a five-star review and subscribe and share it. Tag me on Instagram at samantha.bove. DM me. I want to hear from you. And if you love this podcast, I know that you're going to love my free guide. It's three weekend activities to strengthen your intuition. They're fun. You can do them with your friends. And the more we are in touch with our intuition, the easier it is to make decisions. So please go ahead, download that. My gift to you, samanthabove.com forward slash intuition. I am so happy you're here and I can't wait to see you next week. Until then, go make some decisions this week. Bye.